Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I'm your host, Brady Wilson. As always, I'm with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. What's up? And we're back with Zach Babb. Yes, another <laughs> Babb appearance. How and, about that? Yep, and we're going to be doing some, uh, you know, some stars, and we're going to bring him on. He's going to cry about his Astros, you know, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. They, yeah, have, they, have, they have one ring and one illegitimate ring. So yeah, <laughs> and I got my two. I can, I can, uh, I can handle the criticism because I've yeah. got two World Series rings clogging my ears. <laughs> there we go. And we're gonna kick it off with Zach for some Dallas Stars. The Stars have had a pretty hot start to the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, already. A, I mean, they, they kind of the the whole thing of last year where it's like we can't win past regulation started to rear its ugly head a little bit. Um, I mean, they got a shootout win to open the season against the Blues, and then a shootout loss against Vegas, who Vegas has not lost a game yet. They are 6-0-0. And then hard-fought win over the Ducks, a game against the Flyers that should not have, have been as close as it was. They had to win that in overtime, 5-4, to because the Flyers had three shorthanded goals mm. in that game. Uh the Stars are just the second team since 2017 to give up three shorties in a single game, and yet they still somehow won in overtime, thanks to Joe Pavelski. Um, but yeah, the only other team to do that since 2016, or 2017 is the Devils. Um, and then, yeah, and then just a dominant win over Pittsburgh on Tuesday, and they've got uh, they got Toronto tonight. So it's uh, it's been a nice start to this campaign. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> starting out four and one is definitely because I mean we feel like a team on a mission. Yeah, with your only loss being to those dang gold knife and, and a shootout. Not too. to mention yeah. two shots hitting the post. Yeah, in overtime <clears throat> of that game. So, so yeah, it's like very you're, winnable. You're, game. you're 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 uh, I mean, you're basically a small thin slice of vulcanized rubber away from being <laughs> a five and zero team right now, and instead yeah. you're four zero and one. Your only loss was in a shootout. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's like this is about besides that. That shootout loss to Vegas, I mean, this is as perfect of a start as you can get for Dallas. So does this look like a team on him? Like, does this look like the team on Like, we were talking preseason, like, they got to be, like, like kind of like the Rangers were before 2011. Yeah. Okay, th th we're going to win this thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I think there, conclusion. I think there is because, you know, it's, it's just a... You get so close, and then you've got so many young guys who are good. I mean, even you, you look at Wyatt Johnston right now. I mean, that guy looks insane. He's still only 20 years old. Pavelski doesn't look anything like a 38-year-old. He's <laughs> leading the team in points right now with six. Um, the Jason Robertson start a little slower than I think he would like. I mean, he's only got one goal through five games compared to his, you know, uh, uh, 46 goals or 47 goals, whatever he ended up with last year. But he's still got four points. I mean, that's still tied for our third on the team because he's really good at dishing the puck around. And he's on the ice for a lot of goals, too, which is, you know, so he's helping generate offense, right. albeit not directly like he was last year. But again, we're five games into this thing. He could catch fire at any second. Right. So I think to answer your question, Brady, yes, I think there is this thing of we've, you know, not not just with this roster specifically, but I think there's this greater feeling of, of, We've been so close over the last half decade. I mean, for the last five playoff appearances, they've been bounced by the eventual Stanley Cup champion. So it's like you know you were that close to pulling this off, and I think there is kind of this feel of like, okay, we're you know one Jamie Ben cross check to the face of Mark Stone away from possibly. <laughs> 
possibly winning the Stanley Cup because, I mean, Vegas throttled Florida. And we probably would have done the same. And you probably would have done the same. It's just you just absolutely wilted in game three. And then you were down three nothing, and it's just so hard to come back from that. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yes, I think there is this like we're here, and the expectations are win a cup or this season's a failure. How are the new additions looking? Pretty good so far. I mean, Craig Smith's got a couple points already. <clears throat> Sam Steele's only played in three games, but he's got an assist. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Matt Duchesne still looking for his first goal. He's only got one point, which is a little you know interesting. Um, but then you got the thing I like the most is you got you actually got Nils Lundqvist in the lineup this year. I mean, he's not technically yeah. a new guy, but he just barely played last year, and we gave up a first round pick to the Rangers to get him. Um, but he looks really good. Again, he's kind of like he's kind of like Robertson, not really generating a lot of offense. Granted, he is a defenseman, but again, he's he's kind of like a a smaller, lighter Miro in the sense of he can quarterback the defense, he can you know, quarterback the line he's on and and help generate scoring chances because I think he's like a plus three as well right. on the season so far, even though he doesn't have any points. So it's, you know, good early signs from these younger guys. And, you know, it's just, man, what ha- what what would we be doing right now if we didn't have Ryan Suter? Save that money for someone else. <laughs> so, And, you know, I think Pete DeBoer's done a great job so far. I mean, yeah. definitely looks like a better coach. Yeah, second <laughs> second straight four zero and one start with him at the helm. We were four zero and one through five games last year too. Yeah. So, it, you know, it definitely feels kind of like a year destiny for the Stars. I hope, man. It's a good time for DFW sports. It is, and with the <clears> exception <throat> of those stupid Cowboys, as always. <laughs> to segue that, Texas Rangers, and yeah. this is I, I can't, I'm sorry, Zach, but eh, it's it, all good. I have been Again, waiting. I got my two rings, or I, one and a half rings, and so the thing that needs to be remembered here is that I was born in 04. Mm-hmm. So I do not remember 10 and 11. I was not watching game six, probably for good. And my, my dad still blames my mom. <laughs> he still jokes that, dang it, if you'd let Brady stay up, maybe would have won that game. But so I don't, so this is the first time for me that I can say mm-hmm. and that I watched yeah. my Texas Rangers are going yeah. to the World Series. Yeah. This and, is like me with the Stars. Because yeah. I mean, when they won in 99 and when, when they went back to the Cup in 2000, I was four in 99. Really, three. I had my my birthday was during the Stanley Cup, my fourth wow. birthday. So, and then it was during the 2000 Stanley Cup against New Jersey. So, I had pretty much no memory of that. I have vague memories of my dad waking me up to watch them hoist the cup, but that's it. I had no emotional right. investment. So, when the Stars went to the right. Cup in 2020, it was kind of, I imagine, very much the same yes. way how y'all are feeling, as in like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, my team, I, I've sat through the rebuild. I've sat through a lot of very mediocre, very average baseball and some really, really bad baseball. I've seen mm-hmm. Mike fulton and Colby Allard get significant innings for this team. I have seen Andy Abanez start a lot of games. Or, you know, I, it's the same thing with me and the Astros leading up to 2017. When we, oh, yeah, when we made, when we made it back in 100 lost seasons. Yeah, I mean, the closest we ever got was I was 10 years old when— they made it to the World Series in 05. Actually, went to Game 3, the first ever World Series game played in Texas. I was in the building for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was... But again, I'm 10 years old, so it's kind of like, okay, we're there. This is cool baseball. But then when we lost, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go yeah, I was play, the in the, play in the driveway. I was the same way. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was at game five in, 20, in 2010. Yeah. So, like, I was there. Yeah. I remember it. But, but yeah. But this, so this, it's, but, it's, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like when you get there and, you know, you're this wedged into it yeah. and i had been through 2011 through 2013 where we had three straight 100 lost seasons and i'm watching 
you know, Brent Wallace and, you know, Bud Norris is our best pitcher. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that. You're bringing back <laughs> you know, memories. So, so it's like, you know, it, it, I understand where you guys are coming from because it's cool, and especially when you've watched a lot of bad preceding sporting events leading up to this. Right, and so I think that, and for guys like my dad who are, you know, 50-plus years old, and I'm reminding him of that, that he's old, that he's seen a lot of baseball, <laughs> and this is the third time. And I've asked him, I said, you know, how do you feel? And he's like, well... This is great, but I've seen this before. When we win it, I'll feel a little bit different. Now he goes, now I'm nervous because I've seen an ALCS before. I've seen it twice. I yeah. Know, whatever. I am like he was then. I am. I was sitting on pins and needles the entire series mm-hmm. because I've never seen my team get this far. Yeah. At least in my – like it's the same thing with the Mavericks. In, in, my li- in our lifetime, we've only seen our teams win one championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably remember a lot more than I do. I mean, I was there in Game Six in Miami. Like, I, I was there. Wow. I was there. Okay, cool. you were there for the I win. Was, my my cool. dad was like, "Let's hop on a plane." We were there for 24 hours, and we saw them win. I was on national TV after. <laughs> it was it was a great experience. So I remember that. I will never forget it. But yeah, I mean, I've witnessed one and see one. Mm-hmm. I, I was six. I hadn't had my birthday yeah. was in July. I hadn't my birthday yet, so I was six. I don't remember that. I remember very. I remember vague memories of Dirk hoisting the trophy. Because my dad, we, me, my dad, my mom, we all watched, you know, them win. He's like, you don't remember? I'm like, I remember them playing the Heat. I can't tell you what game it was. I remember seeing Mavericks Heat on my screen, mm-hmm. and I remember Dirk and you know, all those guys hoisting the trophy, and I remember the celebration, but I don't remember anything from Game Six. Yeah. So this is the first time I'm really getting to experience one of my teams. Besides the, I mean, you know, the Mavericks haven't been since. Since the, 11, right? Yeah, since I mean, 11. The last memory that Mavis you have is probably just Western Conference Finals Western a couple Conference years ago. Western Conference Finals. Um, the, like, my happiest memory is beating the Suns. That's, yeah. my happiest, that's my happiest Mavs memory. Yeah. If you don't mean that that's concrete, I can remember everything. Stars, I've seen them, be, I've seen, I've seen them go to the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. which was, that was a lot of fun to watch. Because that was, that was what really, I had watched a little bit of hockey because I didn't really watch it before. And then my dad was like, you should start watching hockey. It's fun. And I'm like, this is a lot of fun to watch because it's really fast-paced, but it moves it moves kind of like football and basketball where you're watching everything. It's yeah. really cool. And then that 2020 season was what solidified me as a superstar, as a big Stars fan because getting to see that team, getting to be really excited, and my bus driver to, to school was a huge Stars fan. So every day... How about that game last night? We were winning a lot of close games, and he'd be, yeah, you know, we it was just, it was really cool. This is the Rangers, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love the Mavs. I love the Stars. Yeah. But growing up, there were two sports really in my house, and it was baseball and football. Yeah. Mainly baseball. Yeah, and that's kind of the same for me with the Stars run and why, you know, whenever, if the Stars do win a Stanley Cup this year or any time in the near future, that'll be the pinnacle for me because right. it goes, <laughs> you know, in, in my house it went – Hockey, big drop off, and then football. Football's really grown in my adulthood with how much I've followed it. Right. But growing up, it was hockey, really the Stars, then the Houston Arrows, and then the Houston Astros. So, you know, while it's been, don't get me wrong, it's been amazing to watch this seven year run that the Astros have been on. It's still, and, and, you know, and, and, and it does hold a really special plate in my, place in my heart because. You know, Houston didn't have an NHL team. Obviously, we, we went. I went to a ton of Arrows games, but it's minor leagues at the end right. of the day. Um, and Dallas, getting up to Dallas for a Stars game was a treat. I mean, that was like my dad got a bonus at work, and we're we're going to the Stars <laughs> game. Um, you know, the Astros. I went to so many games because my dad's the company my dad worked for at the time had season tickets. 
and the Astros were terrible. I mean, from most of my formative years, which would be kind of like, you know, 08 to 13, really up to 15 was when I moved up here to Denton. And that's some really bad Astros team. Yeah, you were, y'all were coming off Killer Bees. So, yeah, it was, the, it was the end of the Bad Killer Bees era because 07 was kind of the last year of the Killer Bees. And then 08 and 09 is when they really started to dismantle. Well, I guess we still had Hunter Pence in 08. So 09 and, traded and, him in 10, 11. and 10 was really when it started to get dismantled. And, um, and yeah, and it was just like, you know, I, no one wanted those tickets at my dad's office because they were <laughs> so bad. So my dad scooped them up all summer. And I went to so many Astros games yeah. in those years. And they were Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it's so, baseball, but so, it's like, so to see him win, you know, finally, and especially you know, 2017, before all the cheating stuff came out, it was like this is the culmination of part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's better is the Stars winning a Stanley Cup, and so we'll see when that happens. Well, we're but, with you there. Okay, we're with yeah. you there. And, 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 and what's looking? I made a prediction. Oh, I think it was a couple years ago. I, I made. I think it was when the Rangers lost 102 games. I made a decree. I said all four of my teams will win a championship this decade. Mm-hmm. I I'm I fully wholeheartedly believe that all four of my teams and it's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, Mavs looked really good, which we'll get to that after baseball here. Stars have looked like the, the team on a mission. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. They always could, have they potential. Could, they always have potential. And, they could fluke their way into and, one and here. And this this year, and we'll get to this when we, when we get to football. This year is like the fluke year for football, where it's like, how do you pick this team? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's just so wide open. It, it, it feels yeah, like I, this year. I feel like I could blindly pick, and I'm as doing as good as I am if I'm thinking about it. Yeah, and it's like because like the only team that really in football, and I'm maybe I know, I'm the kinda, Eagles, it's Philly the, now. The Eagles and the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and maybe the 49ers. But the 49ers just, just got lost. smacked by the Browns and, and the Vikings. And the Vikings. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like, well, that's kind of out the window now. Yeah. So, so. I, th- I think it's wide open. Um, but for the Astros, and I want to ask you a question about the Astros. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, the Rangers are in the World Series. So to, to finish my point of all four of my teams, you know, Dusty Baker. It sounds like he's leaving. He is officially left. Officially, had a press left. conference and, this morning. And I think that Dusty. You know, obviously, I have some ill will because I do believe that it was ordered that Abreu hit Garcia. Mm-hmm. That's. I will go to my. It was one of those. I, I'm putting my tinfoil hat on, <laughs> and I truly will go to my grave saying I think that it was intentional to ice Leclerc and just to stop all the momentum that we had going for us. Mm-hmm. It worked to perfection to give him his yeah. credit, but I can't prove it. Yeah. So, but he does a little bit of credit because he came into that situation mm-hmm. where it was out, off the cheating scandal. Every, the whole Astros organization was kind of going up in flames. Yeah. And I think he was the perfect guy to take over in the aftermath of he's, that. Because he's very grounded. He's, yeah. He's probably the most humble manager. I mean, Bochi, but, but Baker has a level of sincerity, I think, that some other managers don't have. Because, like, after game seven, he was, and they're a good team. Like, we mm-hmm. just got like like he gave a he, he talked more about I think our team than his own team that that yeah you know, that and I, so I have a lot of respect for him. What I love that was the one good thing about the Astros winning was I was happy because I felt like he was a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah, but, but he, he just but never won. He had a World history of choking leads and choking in in, in the playoffs, especially in Game Seven. <laughs> He's retired without having won a single Game I Seven mean, in his you know, career. He was I mean, and to go even really far back in the two thousands, choked in 2 choked po- in 03. Po- pulled Russ pulled Russell Cheese um, from Game. Six with the Giants from the Angels. They were playing yeah. the Angels, and Ortiz was just dealing. Yeah. He gave up like, a couple of base runners, and he pulls him. Mm-hmm. And Barry Bonds is getting his ring and everything. Yeah. And then and he's then the Cubs manager the for the year, Steve Bartman the incident. Bartman game, he was there for that. 
and it was not Bartman's fault. Their pitching decided to implode. But he has never been able to win as a manager and then going to the Reds and the Nationals. And he just he could not win anywhere he went. And so finally, he finally could say, I have my ring, and I'm going to the—he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. As, as, as a great manager, just you didn't want him to go to the Hall of Fame as the manager that couldn't win the big one. Yeah. Right. And yeah. technically, he still is. But he won the big, the big prize. And so I think Baker came in and was a great guy, like you said, to hire because he just he was able to come in and extinguish the fires and keep what the Astros, you know, Dynasty, I've always thought Dynasty has you have to win three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's about as close as you can get without, without, it being without it being a dynasty, and it's not over. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, that's the thing. It's like it would not shock me if the twenty twenty four. I mean, I said it at the beginning of the season. I thought twenty twenty four ALCS was going to be Rangers Astros, yeah. and it turns out early. I was I was a year late. But <laughs> it could for, happen again for all we know. For for Houston, you know, I think the problem they're going to face is can we replenish the big talent with these young guys? Yeah, Dubon looks really good. So does mm-hmm. McCormick. Pena kind of had a sophomore slump. But Brantley is aging. Yeah. Abreu is not aging. He just was injured, it sounds like, for yeah. most of the year. And then when he was able to come off the IL, he was on a tear. Yeah. They're still the scariest man in baseball in Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. They're still Oompa Loompa, Altuve. Yeah. And, you know, Bregman, I mean— Kyle Tucker, I mean, Kyle if Tucker. They, if they pay to keep him, they Hopefully, better. Hopefully, Martin Maldonado retires. Well, I mean, Yiner, <laughs> I mean, for Astros fans' sake, because Yiner Diaz— Yiner Diaz is clearly the if, yeah. if he can— Stop swinging at everything that comes over the plate. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna. I mean, he's still at twenty three home runs. Yeah, just a matter. Every time I've watched him, he he make a hell of a cricket player. He's yeah. swinging at crap that you should you know you would need a boat paddle to hit. Yeah. So I think that um, you guys. I think the the thing that's gonna hinge the Astros. What's gonna be really important is your pitching. Yeah. Because Verlander has one more year left of mm-hmm. being Verlander, and then I don't know. I think he may retire after next year. Yeah. So then after that, who do you have? Well, Framber and Javier are really good. When they're on, but the Rangers exposed when they're off or when you can jump on them early, mm-hmm. they're going to crumble. Yeah. And then you're counting on J.P. France and Hunter Brown to be the next guys in Arcidi, and that's a nice five. Mm-hmm. But there could be some injury problems, but there's injury problems with every pitcher. Yeah. The problem is, can they be consistent enough for the Astros to win, or are you guys going to need to go out and shell out more stuff for pitchers? Because you traded away Drew Waters. And yeah. another one of your top prospects for Verlander, that's where I feel like we won, you know— <laughs> Two trades with the Mets. I felt we won because we only gave up one of our top prospects who was blocked. Yeah. Drew Waters is not blocked. I mean, there's going to be a hole in left field yeah. in the next year or two mm-hmm. with Brantley. That would have been where he could go play. Yeah. And and, and they traded him to the Mets, yeah. and I hope he and this is where the and this And this is where I'm really, really hoping that freaking, who's the name of our owner? <laughs> You what? Who's our owner again? I don't know your owner. I can't remember. Jim Crane. Jim uh, Crane. Jim Crane. That's right. Crane. Yeah. I'm right. really hoping Jim Crane does not become the Jerry Jones of baseball, but it sounds like he wants to. I the, the thing is, is that Jerry Jones's can work. We've seen it with the Cowboys. They've been successful, mm-hmm. not a championship successful, but they've been consistently a team that can win football games yeah. over his tenure. The problem is, is that there's two extremes. There's the Jerry Jones that can win. Yeah. But sometimes you need, but, but then there's the Artie Morenos mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Angels <laughs> yeah. that think he's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones at least will put people around him yeah. that if he starts to go off the rails, Johnny Manziel, yeah. that someone, someone will pull like him back. Will McClay and his son can go, well, hey, you know, why don't we go with this Zach Martin guy from Notre Dame 
who's going to go to the Hall of Fame as the best right guard of the 2010s. Yeah. And and so I think they they but Moreno has nobody that reigns him in yeah. because he hires Yesman for the GM. And then you and have never and then you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani as the well punchline of tungsten Armo Doyle tweets. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that for you know Jim Crane, I think if he just the, the Rangers have a great I think I've talked about this great division of labor. It's what every organization should have. Yeah, owner who knows a little bit because he's been around. He's been with us for over a decade. So I'm sure he's picked up some baseball nuggets. But he just goes, why are we? Why do we need this guy? Well, here's why. All right, here's the check. Right, willing willing to spend money, but spend it wisely. Yeah. A GM who knows where to spend the money, and then a manager who manages the team the GM puts in front of him. Yeah. Not a team that the GM, like in Moneyball, where he influences the lineups. The one part about Moneyball that I hate is because that's what's ruining baseball, is that you don't have managers manage games anymore. Yeah, it's look, just look, look at, at the— Look at what the formula spits out. Because that that was something that and people say that Bochi got pushed out. No, Bochi left because he knew that Farhan Zaidi wanted somebody that would be willing to do that. And if he went to Bruce Bochi and said, "All right, I want you to do this," he would have thrown his three rings at his head yeah. and said, "Get out of my office. Yeah. I'm the manager." With probably some more choice words in there. Yeah. And look, I mean, John Schneider. You can't tell me that was not influenced by yeah. the guys upstairs. Yeah. They were I mean, like, hey, pull pull Burritos, the guy we're paying a bunch of money, and they pulled him, and it went awfully because anyone who knows baseball would know not to do that. But John Schneider does not have the skins on the wall yeah. to say, no. And that's why the Giants haven't really done anything since no. Bochy. They've been good they, here and been there. Good. But... They had a really weird, like, 107 yeah, last year. season. Yeah, they were like, look at the Giants. They just, everything kind of clicked for them. Yeah. It, kind, of, kind, of, kind of like the 2013 Red Sox where it was like, where did this team come from? They weren't supposed to be this good right now. Yeah. But I think, you know, bo- managers need to manage. It, it, you need the division of labor mm-hmm. in, and CY, inside an organization. And see why? I'm sure he probably, you know, hey, we're getting this guy for this specific situation. Hey, we're getting Chapman specifically to be a setup man. Hey, we're. I'm sure he lets him know why we're doing certain things and r- building our roster a certain way. But I guarantee you he's not... Hey, Boach, I want you to do this in the seventh. Because he can go, no. <laughs> yeah. And hangs up the phone. He, You know, you need numbers are great. And Bochi is definitely, he's not an analytics nerd, but like he, he said. He considers them. He says, I want all the numbers at my disposal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with what I feel and is best. And that's where I think, and i got to get going here shortly, you're, you're but good. I'll kind of close on this point, where I think this is what the inverse of, of the analytics nerd is what hurt baker in the end yeah because you know he he was he was a you know old style manager very well respected but i think he he went with his gut almost too much and like history of that (laughs) yeah like and that's the thing too with with like in game six when the bases were loaded in the bottom of the eighth for the astros i would have rather gut feeling lived and died with Jeremy Pena in that at bat, right? Instead, they pinch hit John Singleton, who's who, that for him was his second career playoff plate appearance. Like, I get it that that mind game that, psychology. Yeah, this, this is the guy you walked last night. Don't yeah. you know, don't don't two days ago, don't do it again. But you know? this is like the series on the line potentially, and you're going to send up a guy who's got one career playoff plate appearance. And I would have rather had had Pena struck out on three pitches. Than that insane full count AB that 
Singleton worked only to strike out. Right. The thing with I think the thing with um, Singleton is if he hits a home run or a single or that's a walk, the greatest story you're, ever. You're a, you're a genius because yeah. you played the mind games. But it's the simple. We have hindsight to say I didn't hate it, but I was like, you're going to pull your. I know Payne has been slumping, but you're yeah. going to pull the World Series MVP for a guy who's been clutch for Singleton who can hit. If he gets a hold of one, that's going to go a long way. Yeah. And he's got good plate discipline for a man that hits a lot of home that has that much power. Obviously, but I I think it was psychology. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get Leclerc because it was it was kind of you could see Leclerc was trying not to leave one over the plate, but it was also trying not to walk him because yeah. this is the guy I, I can't walk. I have nowhere to put him. Yeah, but I'm with you. I think that he kind of went with his gut a little bit too much, and he kind of has a history of pulling guys or making mo- making unnecessary yeah. moves. And I go back to Game Six, 2002, when Russ Ortiz he pulled him. Yeah. And they lost that game. Yeah. So he kind of has a track record of mismanaging sometimes late in games. So yeah. So and that's think, and that's I'll leave on yep. this note. Oh, they better <laughs> better promote Joe Espada. <laughs> either him or Cintrone. One of the two. I'll take either. one of the two because they've always been the, the, the manager of the future. So, sir, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. We will probably if you, we, we may have you back next week. Or oh next yeah. Time. We need some let's, stars. Let's stuff. talk so, some stars. Yes, sir. Thank you, Zach. Back to baseball here. Um, to kind of pivot more to the Rangers. Obviously, we wanted to do more Astros with Zach here, but now we're going to pivot more to our team. The, the happy note, um, <laughs> Zach leaves. Um, I, I, I think Bochi deserves a ton of credit. Of course. For managing this team. And I want to go back to um, a, a story, a little, a little baseball story for you uh, for you people out there. 1986, one of the, probably, it's the greatest postseason of all time. Angels, Red Sox was a hell of an ALCS. Mets Astros was a great NLCS, and then obviously the World Series Mets uh, Red Sox was one of the most classic World Series ever. Uh, Angels Red Sox in that ALCS, the uh, so I get the story right. The Angels went up three games to one. So Game Five was in California, and they were up by a. I'm probably going to butcher the story, but essentially they brought in their closer to get Dave Hen- Dave Henderson was was at the bat, and uh, the Angels Gene Mock their. Um, their, own, their manager brought in Donnie Moore, who was their closer. Tumbling fork ball, had a, one of the amazing seasons that year. And saved like 53 games, was just on fire that year for them. And he leaves a fork ball a little bit over the plate, and Dave Henderson hits a home run, and the Red Sox win that, go on to win that game. And so going back to Boston, it was just a deflating win. Because you were one strike away from going to the World Series. Yeah. And, you, and then, so on the, on the plane ride... Um, it was Bob Boone was the catcher for the Angels, and he was talking to Don Sutton, the old old veteran pitcher for the Angels. And Boone just turned to Sutton and said, "I'm I'm scared." Sutton goes, "Why?" He goes, "Because sometimes when all of the air is out of the balloon, you can't pump it back up." And the reason I'm saying this is I was really nervous after we lost in Seattle, one nothing. Oh, yeah. Kirby just we couldn't even score a run. One we couldn't score one, and the their run was a was a fielder's choice, I believe. Yeah, garbage. The ground ball. Yeah. And Lowe made kind of the wrong choice and went home with it, and they scored. It was it was it was just a deflating win, and I was really nervous. Like, can we pump? Can we pump the balloon back up? Like, this is just a gut punch. And then they go into and then Bochi. I don't know what he did. I'm sure in the documentary that'll be out in about 15, 10, 15 years, yeah. we'll learn what he did or did not do. Maybe it was a lack of doing anything that helped, but got the team ready to play. They went out there and punched the Rays in the mouth. Two games, we're bye. Goodbye. We're going to Baltimore. Going to Baltimore, punch them in the mouth. Bye-bye. Go up 2-0, come back home with that crowd, win. 
win game three. Go into the LCS. You're on a hot streak. Go up 2-0 in Houston. Cool. This team, this, this we can't lose. We cannot lose. Game three just kind of felt like every time we would start to come back, Young would hit a home run the next inning. Just our bullpen could not keep us in it. Yeah. To me, Scherzer was off the hook because he gave up five, but we scored five. So the bullpen, your guy Will Smith, and the other guys, they kind of they lost us the game, even though Scherzer gets the L next to his name. Right. Then game four was just a clobbering, and then game five was a gut just, punch. I it was I was dry. I should not have been driving and and watching because, or I think yeah, you know, I, I was listening. Should not have been driving when that happened because I, mean, I don't drive well when I'm angry. And, uh, you know, after I pushed my steering wheel a few times, I was just, it was just such a, we got this, we got this, walk, walk, home run. And it was just like, oh, uh, and then the next inning, the, the bottom of the ninth, the next half inning, you get two runners on with no outs, nothing, no runs, zero. And the, and the, and in the inning prior, when Garcia got hit, two runners on, no outs, back-to-back innings, late in the game, first and second with nobody out, you'd score zero runs from that. And then obviously Garcia getting hit, which I believe was intentional. And the reason I believe it was intentional, and here, here's my case. Because I dropped my pen. <laughs> um, Good case. Here's my case. Plop. <laughs> it was the first pitch. It was, I mean, it was right on him. It, yeah. it, it did not look like a fastball that got away from him. And you saw the Abreu stat line, right? Yeah. Like through like 100 or something fastballs during the regular season. Hit one or hit zero. First pitch. It's, I mean, well, he has control problems. Statistic, yeah, with his, uh, with, his, with his other pitches, he has control problems. Yeah, not control problems hitting guys. There's a difference. And it was the first pitch, ninety nine, right in his ribs. The guy that pimped the home run, right. So it's it's plausible that we hit this guy. And I believe it was. I can't. I'm not just going to say. Oh yeah, Dusty Baker's a piece of crap, and he signaled it. And he wanted Garcia to get hurt. No one wants the guy they're hitting to get hurt. They're doing it to send a message to the team rather than hurt the guy. There's a difference, right? They're, they're, and I don't think his motive, I don't know if it was signaled from Baker. I don't know if it was signaled from a player. I don't know, but I do believe it was signaled from somebody, hit him, because immediately Maldonado said something. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Garcia said something. No, it looks like to me, Maldonado, because, I mean, Garcia turns immediately. So to me, that to me means that, or maybe Maldonado called it. And maybe Garcia thought he called it. We don't know. But I believe it looks like Maldonado said something a second he got hit. And Garcia turns around and drives by. So it looks, to me, it looks like Abreu hits him. So here, here, here's the job. Abreu, you hit him. Maldonado, you say something. Because we know Garcia. He's a high-energy guy. Well, that high energy, when he's happy, it goes high. When he's angry, it also goes to that same level. Yeah. So we'll, we're, we're going to get him to fly off the handle and get a big, you know, we're going to get a a, Brawl. A, a, place, yeah. a play stoppage, and that's what happened. And then it's, well, why, why? And then Baker, this again, to me, lends, lends me to believe, Baker stalled. I have never seen, I've seen managers throw tantrums. He, and he threw a tantrum, and every manager just called, you know, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, but he refused to leave. He refused to leave. He sat there. That's yeah. why the announcers were like, is he thrown out? I thought he was. I saw them toss him. He's just sitting there. He was stalling. It looks like a man who was just waiting as long as he could until he was forcibly, physically removed from the game, which yeah. he had to be. And well, why would the Astros do this? I, I got a reason. LeClerc had been shoving the entire postseason. He had one blemish, and it was the Aaron Hicks home run in Game 2 
yeah. of the ALDS, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even he get, and that was those weren't even his runners. Those those were Burke's runners. And it was an eleven to six game, so it wasn't yeah, like we, or eleven we, five, we, whatever it was. We still killed him. Yeah, it didn't matter. He had been nails for us, and he just came out, and he's a you know again he you know gets gets real hype, and he's coming off, and he's coming off a big inning, big you know big, where he slams the door on the Astros, and you know he's the momentum is all in the Rangers' favor. Right now, it's, I mean, everything is going Rangers' way. Stop play, 25-minute delay. The clerk sat there for 25 minutes, not including the time that it takes for a rally. Sat there, let his arm get cold, came in there, walked the first two batters, and gave up a home run. And it wasn't even a bad changeup that he threw to Altuve. Altuve just clobbered it. So I believe it was intentional, but we're going to get off game five here. And I was worried that, going back to my balloon thing, I was worried that after that game... All the air out of the balloon. I mean, I think everyone was. I texted. I mean, we were texting. It's like, how do you bounce back how? from this? I mean, I'm like, and I remember saying, to to quote another baseball story here that is probably my, one of my favorite stories of all time, and in 04, and I'll probably quote it again and again because I love the story. In 04, Red Sox go down, you know, 3-0 to the Yankees. Before Game Four, Kevin Millar, which is one of the one of the team's ringleaders, their first baseman, was saying before game. There's a video of this. He was going to everybody, "Don't let us win today." And everyone was like, "What? You're crazy! What do you mean, don't let us win today?" He says, "Well, tomorrow they get Pe- they get Petey, but you know they, they get Pedro Martinez. Game six they get Shill, they get Kurt Schilling, and in game seven anything can happen. So don't let us win the night, or else we're going to come back and win the series. Yeah. You put us to bed tonight. Don't give us a chance." And they obviously won that game and all. And then he was proven right. And so I kind of felt like that before game six was, "Don't let us win this game," because we and I was like, "I feel good. We 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 have a Valdi on the mound." And game seven, anything can happen. I mean, they could put me out there, and I could throw seven score. I mean, game seven, anything, all bets are off. It's the two most beautiful words in all of sports, really. Game seven. Game seven. It's just, it's, you know, there's something so cool and ominous and mystique. There's something, you know, mysterious about game seven. Ooh, it's going to be fun. It's one game. It's one game. It's, if you, if you don't play well, you're done. And, and, it, and it's not one game in the sense of football is one game. This is one game that's been building for six previous games. Yeah. Football is just one game. We're done. And so it was, I felt really good about our chances. Just we got to win game six. And I felt good about it, but we just, we get, our offense got to bounce back and we won. And it was just a great game. Way to, when we won, when we won that game, I just thought we got this, I think. But I was still nervous game seven because I'm like, man, we got to face Javier. Yeah. You know, and I really, really don't want to face Javier because he killed us last time. He's going to kill people all postseason. And one third of an inning. Just took him out. Bye-bye. And I don't know if that was a good decision by Dusty or not. I, I can't say, oh, yeah, it was a great decision. Oh, yeah, it was a bad decision. Oh, yeah, it was. Because would I have pulled him? No, I would not have. I would have tried to let him finish the inning out. But clearly, he felt that we were seeing him. or Because, I mean, what, what he had done in Game 3 was all of those high fastballs. Right, an invisible fastball. And, and, we couldn't, and we couldn't lay off of him. Well, guess what? Seager <laughs> is at 500 feet. And... <laughs> we were ready for those fastballs yeah. this time around. <laughs> And I mean, the one that Garcia hit off the wall um, was was like a foot above the zone, and he just went up there and, and golfed it, yeah. and then he tried to pimp it, and then yeah. he was, oh crap, and he would not have got a second anyway. It wouldn't have mattered. Well, it, I think he would have, that's why he stole. It just, it looked, I don't think it would have, because it was such a hard, he hit it so hard, it got to Brantley so quickly, I don't think he would have gotten a second and been safe. So, yes, uh, but it just, it looks, it's a judgment call, it looks bad for you to stand at home plate 
and then oh and then after i mean if he wasn't playing the villain yeah i think that he might have started you know moving a little bit and then he stole second so we were always forgiven and he drove in a run and you know, ALCS MVP, the most runs ever driven in a postseason series, breaking Nelson Cruz's yeah. record in the ALCS. Because um, people forget that he almost single-handedly beat the Tigers to get us to the 2011 World Series, but people often forget that because people just want to hate on him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I, I am probably one of the few Majors fans that still love Nelson Cruz. Of course. I'm, I'm with you. Well, I, yeah. I love Nelson Cruz. And I don't blame him for losing us in Game 6, and this is quick. This is why Hamilton hit the home run the next inning. It, then that renders anything that yeah. happened before it moot. It doesn't matter. Yes, he missed the ball. They were already play- they should have been playing no doubles. They were playing no doubles. The heart I've played in the anyone that's played in the outfield, I have played in the outfield, you know, coach pitch, but still I've played in the outfield. And the hardest ball to judge is the one hit hundred miles an hour right at you. Cause you don't know whether to go back, to go forward. You don't know where it's gonna go. You're you're and that was hit pretty much right at him. Just a little over and I think he thought I don't know if he thought it was going to get down because it was low. It was a low line drive. It was not high. I think it just was hit so hard. He didn't realize it was, I think he thought, oh, exit angle, you know, launch angle is going to go here. And he thought, oh, it, no, it's going back. They were in no doubles. He just missed, he just misplayed the ball. It happens. He was a good defensive player up, up to that. He really was. If you look, look from the defensive metrics, he was actually a pretty solid defensive player, mostly because of his arm. He wasn't that mobile, but he right. had a really good arm. And I don't even know if Andy Chavez, which had already, by the way, he had already been used as a pinch hitter in that game. So I don't think, I don't, I, we didn't have him. I think Gentry had been used as a pinch hitter, so we didn't have an outfielder. And you can say that was on wash, but whatever. I don't blame him. I love, I love, I love Nelly. And to beat the Astros was just so gratifying. I don't know about you. It was just so nice to beat the Houston Astros. Because I was, and I, I'm wrong, and for the first time, I'm happy that I was wrong. I picked the Astros to win. I, you know, preseason, I, I picked. You remember when we went over brackets? I had I had us all I had us going all the way. Well, hey, you know, I'll give you I'll give you the the props on that one because <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't think we could. It was that I just I did. how do you believe in a team that's been as streaky as we have? Right, right. Yeah. And um, man, it was just it was so. And I, I'm not ashamed to say I shed a few tears. Not not I didn't. I'll ball like a baby if we win this thing. But you know, I shed a few because it was just. I've been a Ranger fan my entire life, and I've seen some really good baseball, and I've seen some really bad baseball, and I've seen some really average baseball. And so finally, to not be thought of as a joke, like, we're again, we're back. It, it was just, it, it's so nice. And to beat your hated rival, to get there, dang, you can have the regular season. You can have, you know what? I hope you hang that banner, 2023 AOS champions. You know what I'm going to hang in my, my Raptors, at least up to this point? 2023 American League champions. Yeah. You can have the division. Well, I, you know, you can have the division. It's like when Michael Jordan said, I think it was Carl Malone, you can have the MVP. I'm going to get this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get this ring. And so it's the same thing. You can have the division. We're going to take the pennant. That's fine with me. I'll take that all day, all week, and twice on Sunday. You know? And so for the World Series, little World Series preview here, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because the World Series, and you don't know if you're going to get back, and who, who knows. You, you, don't, you don't want to waste any chances. I'm sure after, after I'm sure after 2011, all Rangers fans thought we could get back. Never sniffed it. Never, never got into the ALCS again. Until now, so clearly, you know, you just don't know when your window is going to close. I do think that this team and the situation that we're in right now is a little different than how it was oh, in 2011. No. It is. It is. I'm not saying it's not because Hamilton left after after 12, right. and CJ Wilson left after 11, and so you lost some people, and the young guys you were counting on at that point just did not pan out very well. Um, but for the Rangers, you know, this year, 
obviously. We're I'm not we are definitely poised to win one by twenty twenty five. Vivaldi, you know, DeGrom will be, and I, I think DeGrom will be fine, at least Tommy John-wise, because, I mean, his first Tommy John was over a, over a decade ago. Yeah. And he's played this long with the same body type on that UCL. So I'm not, I'm thinking, can we at least get four or five years on this ligament? And obviously shoulder, you know, flexor, and there's other parts that he could hurt, but I'm not, I'm completely confident in his elbow. It's just, can I, can we be confident in everything else right, on right. his arm? You know, I think he should walk around with bubble wrap on. That way he just doesn't, <laughs> yeah, you know. Same, same, same with the Scherzer for another year. Scherzer, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, apparently there's a new report today that he had a blister on his thumb. Who, Scherzer? Scherzer. And so maybe that was something that was, you know, hindering him uh, against the Astros. And if, if that, it kind of feels like, because he had good stuff, it just wasn't as sharp as maybe you'd like it to be. And so if, if he can get that blister taken care of. Who Listen, knows? Put series. those put those old starts behind now. It's the new series. You, you had your that's your rehab now. Yeah, that's that, your that would, rehab. You got your rehab starts. That's your rehab starts. And if we and I I don't know about you and I'm other Rangers fans, but we gave up Luis Angel Acuna to get him. Yeah. And at the time we said that's wonderful. That's a wonderful trade because we're gonna get the rest of this year and all of next year of Scherzer. To me, it's already worth it yeah. B- because of the fact that. We we only by two games we made the playoffs, so every game mattered that he pitched, and we won. I think the majority of the games that he pitched, I'd be willing to bet we did. Yeah, I'm sure. And so he was. So to me, and for him to pitch in two games, one of them being the game seven that we won, and he pitched fine. Two and two was it? Two and two yeah. thirds. He gave up. What was it the two runs? Two runs. Two runs. Two hits. So I I was I was you know what that was about what I was kind of hoping. Could we get about three? You know, one or two runs, and and his ERA is not going to look good, but he had the start we needed yeah. when their offense jumped, and we were fine. So to me, us capturing the pennant, fine. You know, and I'm I'm okay with giving up uh, Thomas Sujasi and Takoa Roby to the Cardinals for Montgomery. It's already worth it, even if we don't resign him, which I really hope we do, and I think we will. It's already worth it. All all three of those top prospects that we gave up, we we just won the pennant. That that's worth it to me. Winning the World Series would make it just completely, there's no debate it's worth it, right? So, but for the Diamondbacks, you don't want to overlook them. No. Because they're, they're a good baseball team. Got a really good bullpen. They're pitching. Obviously, they have a, you know, we have a great pitching coach. They have a great pitch. Brent Strom is an amazing pitching coach. I mean, you've got Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, Brandon Fott has been amazing. Yeah, what, what, a postseason. what a postseason start for him. Great bullpen led by Paul Sewald, who we know from our days in Seattle and couldn't hit him when he was with Seattle. Their lineup, are we have, we have the better hitting. Not, oh, for sure. Not I feel slouching like slouching on their hitting. If you look at the, the CS, the LCSs, you look at how the Diamondbacks won their games, right? They they won like a boa constrictor eats. It was it they was, won off of not scoring a lot of runs, but just having that great pitching. So that you know that's gonna that's gonna you know you hope it doesn't play effect in this series, but it, it's it's most likely going to. And you want to see how the Rangers can counter right. that because if you know if the Rangers can score, you know how they did versus the Astros, ten plus runs a game. I think you'll be okay, and you know, we'll we'll be fine. They played us really well. In the regular season, obviously we played four games. They took three. Yes, I did, and I also lo- I also looked back at what, you know, what was that? What was that team that we were working with? You know, w- who started those games? Who do we have? And you look at the roster now; it's different. completely different. We team. didn't have Carter. You didn't have Avaldi. You didn't have Montgomery. You didn't have Scherzer. I don't think Scherzer pitched in that series. Yeah, it was very different teams. Kind of with with Houston. Everyone's Houston. Will we beat y'all in September? Different team. Very different team. Yeah. But I mean, look at the, I mean, actually, Avaldi might have pitched in one, one of those games. Their hitting core. 
we have the bigger stars, Simeon, Seager, Garcia, but they have, I mean, Moreno was a good hitter. Christian Walker has been just Christian Walker, <laughs> 33 bombs. Catel Marte is one of the anchors of that lineup. Peraldo, you know, I mean, Perdomo can yeah, hit. And Corbin Carroll. <laughs> Corbin Carroll can mash. Lord Escariel has been mashing. Alec Thomas, some big, you know, a couple big home runs. Yeah. Pavin Smith was not very good, but I he can hit when he's yeah he, he can. Jake McCarthy was that is that the same Jake McCarthy that we had? Hold on, just I don't think so, but I'm gonna laugh. No, I don't think so, but I'm gonna laugh if it was. Where's his transactions? I don't believe no, no, it's not because there was a Jake McCarthy that we signed in spring training. <laughs> like, is it the same guy? I mean, obviously Corbin Carroll, Evan Long. I mean, then they got the Longoria old pro Pham, yeah. and Evan Longoria and Tommy Pham, two big veteran presents. I mean. They have a good team. They do. And then their pitching core is just just so nasty. Gallon, Kelly, Fott. Then past Fott, I don't I, I'm fine with whoever they start there. If they go I mean, I, I expect them to try to do a four man rotation. We'll see. Maybe they, yeah. maybe, they, maybe they do three man kinda like we have. Um because everyone kind of goes to a four man and our kind of fourth is the Heaney Dunning pairing. Yeah. Theirs is I don't know. I don't know who started the other games in the in it might have been Kyle Nelson. If I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Sorry. My team was in the NLCS. So I wasn't paying attention. This is probably the least amount I've ever paid attention to an NLCS. Yeah. But, I mean, Sewald, Scott McGuff, I mean, Kevin Ginkle has that nasty slide. Oh, Ginkle looks fantastic. Miguel Castro, Colin. I mean, their bullpen has played so well uh, this postseason. And we'll see what the rosters look like. I could have just named a guy that was injured. But I'll tell you what makes me feel really good about our chances is this little number right here. The Pythagorean win-loss, and I really it's one of my favorite little nerd stats because it kind of shows what the team really is. We're actually a 96-win team. Just not only won 90. That's the Pythagorean for us. Their Pythagorean, they won 84 games. Their well, Pythagorean, well, having more runs allowed than runs scored. Their Pythagorean yeah. is 80 and 8. They, they are be a below 500 team who has just gotten hot in the postseason. Yeah. And I think it's just played with that. We're playing with house money attitude. I feel really good about our chances to beat this team. But I'm not saying that we're we're not guaranteed anything. Oh, of course not. You know, you don't want to overlook a good opponent. That's one thing that, you know, you learn. You definitely learn uh, if, you, if you've played any type of team sports. You don't want to overlook a good opponent. And you don't want to overlook a team that's, you know, you, you feel you're better than. But you just go, oh, well, we'll win because we should. Nope. You, that attitude never, never works. So I... I'm just super excited about the Rangers. Yeah. Um, man, it's just, it's so nice. And we'll, next week, we'll be, I think it's, so, so games one and two, off Sunday, three, four, so it'll be before game five, yeah. if it doesn't end in a sweep. Um, we'll be talking about that. Um, For either side, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, your, your Rangers, we are in the World Series. And, you know, obviously, maybe next week and next week's we'll coming off of this season. We'll still talk about Ranger stuff. Just it'll be dialed down a lot until the you know. Yeah, we'll kind of talk about maybe off season moves, maybe some buys. You know, Cody Bellinger. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, actually, one guy I want to get Hector Neris. I would yeah. not mind signing. Yeah. He has a player option that he's going to decline. Look terrible in the postseason. Uh, so I, I don't care. I want to sign him. Yeah. Or bring him here. So we're gonna move on to the Dallas Mavericks here, and of course, we're not getting everything Rangers things. I probably could have talked about a hundred things on the Rangers. Um. But we're gonna move to for y'all's sake. We don't. We're gonna move to yeah. We're gonna move to the Dallas Mavericks. Want to know? They looked really good. Derek Lively looks like the dude. I mean, he it looked like Lob City. Yeah. You know, it was just it was fun to watch. Luca with the dagger. You would have liked some other guys. You would have liked DJJ to play a little bit better. 
And because he was probably my favorite pickup. Besides Grant. I mean, I was him and Grant Williams, I'm like, man, that's... DJJ is basically Reggie Bullock that can defend. Well, I mean, Bullock, I was, Bullock was a fine defender. He was, but I mean, that yeah. can defend better than Bullock. Right. But I... Every time I watched Bullock was just not very good. But I feel really good. There's still some concerns about the defense for me. And that's obviously going to be a concern the entire season. Yeah. But I think if we play like that, we got a good chance to be a really good team this year. But I want to know what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I was so I was on a flight home for the first half from Colorado watching the game. Uh, so I wasn't able to you know express some emotion watching the game on the flight. <laughs> but um, no, I liked what I saw. There was a lot of adversity. Yeah. Um, from this from this team, you know, starting off really slow, poor defensively, um, but be able to not go away to go on. You know these quick eight zero runs, nine zero runs in like a span of a minute, and bring you know, get yourself back in the game, um, while also you know having some inconsistency from outside the arc and still being able to put up one hundred and twenty six points. Right, um, you know Kyrie was one for eight from three, while you know he hit that three to pretty much ice it. Yeah. Um, you know Luca three for eleven, but Luca you know obviously 33, 13, and ten with a triple double. Triple double. I mean, it's Luca. It's Luca. I mean, it was, was Luca. That's a bad game, right? <laughs> for Luca Sanders, and Luca gets you know nine rebounds, nine assists, whatever. That's a bad game, but um, I love what I saw. Derek Lively looks like you know we talked about this before. Like, what's a good comparison for Derek Lively? And Tyson Chandler came to my mind. The man he worked with over the offseason, apparently yeah, they yeah. talked about. Oh, he's still working with him. Yeah, yeah. So I think that Mavs looked really, really good. Yeah, they did, and there was a, there's a lot to build on. It's one game, you know. You, yeah, it's one game. There's 81 more of these suckers there's, to go, right? And so you don't want to, but you don't want to get too hyped. But it, it definitely it's, it lends to the Spurs are not going to probably be a playoff team. Although they looked good. No, they look good, and they're they're Wimby, obviously. Wimby, and the young talent, and you know the Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, who they just signed, you know, to, to big contracts, you know, who can score and give you twenty a game, which they did. Um, you know, they're a fun team to watch, but I don't expect them to be a playoff team for another two, three years. I think Wimby's problem that he had. I'm going to talk about Wimby for a second. I think his problem was adjusting to the NBA. I think it's you know different foul wise oh, and what you can and can't do. I think one of his problems. I remember um, the foul he had. He elbowed one of our guys in the neck. And the announcers were like, well, it's not really his fault because he's just so big and lanky that he's 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 moving and he's hitting people in the head because he's just so dang tall. Yeah. And so I really felt like Wimby played well for a guy that, you know, is just his first NBA game. Yeah. You know, true regular season, this thing matters. I felt he played well. You know, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, I think if people were expecting him to score 50, look like Wilt Chamberlain, no, give him give him a couple years maybe. But yeah, Here's a stat for Spurs fans or just Wemby fans in general. Something I saw is the stat line that Wemby had, right? Uh, 15, 5, and 2 on 6, or 15, and 15 points and 6 for 9 shooting. That's the same stat line that Tim Duncan had in his debut. 15 points, 6 of 9 shooting. Right. So... I think it's just a cool stat when you look at, you know, yeah. the greatest power forward ever. You know, it's it, it takes time. It's, it, 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 you don't just become same. that guy immediately. And you're not, not, no one's LeBron. I hate that comparison that Wemby was a bigger prospect than LeBron because he's not. LeBron came into the league already a top 10 player. Yeah. Wemby is not not yet. No, and I think no one... And Zion, I think, had the best chance of anybody since LeBron, but injuries have, yeah, have slowed happens. him down. And maybe if he could stay healthy, I think he'd be so much fun to watch. Oh, of course. He's yeah. healthy, but... Feel calm about the maps. Obviously, we'll dive more into them a little bit next week. Of course, um, yeah. Well, more games going but on. When there's a few more games, but it definitely hyped with what we saw yeah. from the maps. And uh, now we're going to move to the wackiest part of the sports world, uh, I think, over the past couple of months, and that's the NFL. Yeah. Um, very weird. And I feel like I was, we were talking about this uh, pre, 
you know, it feels like right now that whatever we pick, I mean, we, we have, we'd have a better chance of closing our eyes <laughs> and writing and just circling a team and we'd get more right. I mean, it, it, this week we both were not very good. I, I, I went six and seven. You went three and ten. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and we both got burned on a couple. I mean, it was just, how do you pick this? I, does anyone out there have any answers for us? Because, I mean, I'm trying to, like the Dolphins, Eagles, I'm trying to think, like, man, Vic Fangio versus their offensive guy. Who would win that? I think Fangio would win, and I was wrong. And Niners, you think the Niners are going to be killers? No, they lose to the Vikings and the Browns without Deshaun Watson. Or did they have, did they have Deshaun Watson? No, no, it was they PJ, not, it was PJ it. Walker. It was PJ Walker. Yeah. So the Patriots looked dead all season. Oh, look, we just beat the Bills. I mean, I don't know how to pick this. And so it's just... At this point, it's hard to give explanations because I feel like whatever we give, it doesn't matter. Give me this team, that team, that team. Yeah, give me that team. Like, so here we there go. We go. <laughs> but we're going to do our best for you guys. Uh, Buccaneers at Bills. And we were also talking about this pregame. Like, okay, well, the Buccaneers, they've been fine all season. And then the Patriots go in and just, you know, they, I, they work the Bills. I, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am too. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about this game here for a second. This is going to be our Cowboys segment. Um. Cowboys off the bye week, so not much Cowboys to talk about. No injuries. One year, Thomas was the only guy that was injured. And I have to say, it's a little hard to... It's one of those, I'd probably be a lot more panicked about the Cowboys if the Rangers weren't doing so good. Like, it's... At this point in the year, the Rangers season in, like, the first week of October, first three days of October, Rangers season's over. And so now, it's baseball playoffs. As a baseball fan, I'm loving it. But my team, the only, and now it's Stars, Mavs. Yeah, it's like the first time since 2010 where the Mavs, Rangers, Stars, and are Cowboys all are all playing. Because in 2000, and I'm like, and I thought about that. I said, wait, 2011? Nope. Lockouts. Yep. The NBA had a lockout. And the NFL had a lockout. No, wait. Yeah, they did. They did have a lockout in 2011. So this is the first time since 2010 <laughs> that all of our teams are. So it's hard to be super pumped or worried about the Cowboys when, and I hate saying the Rangers are my favorite team of all. Because it, 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 the baseball and football are my two favorite sports, and I refuse to pick one. But the Rangers were a little more prominent in my household than the Cowboys were. Of course, yeah. So Man. it's just it's a little more different for the, for the and the Rangers have sucked and have been a laughing stock. The Cowboys are the Yankees of the NFL. So I feel confident going into this game. I mean, the Rams are a really good team. They are, they are. And you have to respect that. But I really feel like no one's injured. We're healthy, except Trevon Diggs. We can, and I'm going to pick up the Cowboys in this game. I am as well. Um, you know, I, I, the Rams again, good offense. I think we can take advantage of our of their defense. I'm hoping McCarthy had his best play calling day against the Chargers. After that first drive, he was fine. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah, best that time. Great. So we're hoping that he can carry that into this week. And so we will see. What, uh, what I'm looking forward to in this game, which is give a little, you know, a little yeah. insight on what I'm thinking, is Sorry. I feel like no, no, no worries. I think this is a game where you got to worry a lot about the pass game. Yeah. Um, you know, Puka, Coop, Puka Cup. and Cup. Um, Stafford's healthy. Stafford's healthy. But Kyron Williams, they're, you know, their guy they've been going to all year in the run game, he's on the IR. So you, you, got, you don't really know. you got Royce Freeman, Darrell Henderson, and Zach Evans. I'm not worried. Question marks. They're like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's hold them. Let's be ready for the run. But let's really focus on containing Cup, containing Puka, and, you know, have hope the offense puts in work, and I think the Cowboys have this game. And I, I think where we win is how you beat our team is screens, quick passes, and running the ball. Well, they're not going to be able to run the ball too much. They're going to they're want to pass. Yeah. So that opens up our pass rush game. Well, how do you stop our pass rush? Well, we've seen the Chargers and the Niners 
figure out what we do they need to do. Quick passes and all of that. Well, the, the Rams are not really a quick pass team. I mean, Cup and, and Puka are more— They have been more this year. They, they have been yeah. a little more this year, yeah. but to me, they're more route runner, get open, let plays develop. That's what McVay likes, those complex plays that develop. He can run the quick game. We've seen him do it and be very successful at it. But it feels like with his personnel that he has, they're going to want to air it out more and more deep down the field and attack our safeties and, and, and you know, Bland and Gilmore and all that. Well, that's going to open up Micah and those guys. And so I really feel confident in our ability to win this football game. Yeah. Uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Look, the pass look good, but they're still really hurt. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Um, here we go. We got Jets at Giants. Give me the Jets. Give me, give me Zach Wilson in this one. I know the, the Giants have looked better in the past couple weeks, but I give me the Jets. Well, the Giants have looked better because Daniel Jones has not been behind center. And he's <laughs> back now, so give me the Jets. Yeah. Um, Jaguars at Steelers. Tough matchup. I could because Cam Hayward's back, so I could it's pit see, at home. Yeah. Every I, time you go into pit, it's always a trap game. And I feel like the Jags defense, you know, just would have problems with their. But I'm going to take the Jags. And this one, we'll, we'll have a little bit of differences for the first time. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Steelers. All right. Uh, Falcons at Titans. Titan season's over. Give me the Falcons. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, they're shopping everybody. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, give me the Falcons. Uh, Texans at Panthers. Battle of number one and two overall picks. You know, Panthers, I think, are coming off the bye, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, you're correct. So, and are they due? And are, until, until the Texans. I think they're both coming off bye weeks. You are know? the Panthers due for their first one? And the Panthers have a problem right now. They, they switched offensive play callers. Frank Reich's no longer calling plays. Uh, but give me the Texans. I really like this Texans team, and I think... If they go, if they get hot, they could be a wild card team that gets bounced, but they could still be like, "Whoa, they made the playoffs!" Right. Oh, so what do you? Yeah, think? no, I lo- I love this Texans team too. I agree with everything you just said, but I think the Panthers are due coming right. off the bye week, so I'm gonna go with the Panthers. And I love D'Amico Ryan's. It was a great hire. Uh, Vikings at Packers. The Packers have not looked good, but it's their rival. It's at home. It's at Lambeau. Give me the pack. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Build off that win against the Steelers. Yeah. I mean the the Niners. You beat the Niners. Why can't you beat the Packers? Saints at Colts. You know your man is still out. Give me give me the Saints. They've looked good. Although you know Olave <laughs> has um, been doing some not so great extracurricular activities. He's okay, bro. He's, he's man, ready. I play for the Saints and the cop goes and, and <laughs> that yeah. was the greatest like. Oh, it was so cool. What uh, what are you? What I mean, you you're forgetting the Colts coming off of a crazy 39 to 38 loss. You know they, they're. Without Anthony Richardson, they're proven to put up points. So give me the Saints. Give <laughs> me <laughs> the Saints. All right. Eagles at Commanders. Oh, this would be so funny if the Commanders beat them again two years in a row. But unfortunately, the Eagles, and I have to say, Jalen Hurts does not look as good um, yeah. as he has. And I think one thing about Hurts. A little injury, though, right now. I tell you what makes me so angry about and why people have asked, you know, why do you want to go into broadcasting? Because you haven't, you don't, you played a year. Why? I'm like, Listen to some of these people talk, and you'll see why I want to go into it. Because I know now I feel I could talk, I could do a better job than me and you could go on there. Screw LaShawn McCoy and whoever, Joy Taylor, is that her name? Whatever. Whoever. Acho is fine because he at least yeah. has really well thought out opinions. I may not agree with a lot of them, but he can at least say, I believe A, B, and that equals C, and that's, you know, and you could follow his train of logic. And I think, I don't think Hellman's on that show anymore, unfortunately. They kicked him off because he was the smart guy. McCoy and Taylor, me and you could do a better job than, than her. Me and you could do a better job than the two schmucks on Colin Cowherd's show, and Colin Cowherd is one of those. That is why I'm so pa- because they're Dak Prescott throws an interception. Oh my God, he's the worst quarterback. Hertz throws three. Well, it's a bad performance, it's, but he'll be he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll bounce back. It's the e, you know, it's like what the, the, hmm, hmm. and plus Ocho will call him out when they do that, which I like. Yeah. 
it just it angers me so much that they do not call Jalen Hurts on his bullcrap, and that's why I'm so passionate. It's, it's, it's why I hated Carson Wentz so much. He's better than Dak. No, he's not. Never was. Never will be. Same thing with Hurts. Oh man, he's the best. I, I'm still not convinced he's completely better than Dak. He's one more. Congratulations, you have an amazing roster, the be- better roster than we've ever and we've had. You know, give you a little clap. I mean, that if you put Dak on that team, he'd win too. So I, I just, I haven't seen it. Just it mm, bothers me. I'll go with the Eagles too. Eagles. Sorry, yeah. I didn't ask what you thought, but it just I had to say that. Yeah. Uh, Browns at Seahawks. Ooh. This is one of those games. It's like, well, I'm gonna blindly just circle a team and we'll see. Uh, give me. What do you think? I'm gonna go with you first. I'm, I'm gonna thinking. go with the Browns. You go with the Browns. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Okay. They're, they're at home. You know, I like Geno's. I really love Geno Smith. Uh, Ravens at Cards. Give me, give me the Ravens. I mean, they just completely shellacked just mantle the Lions. Lions. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to take the Ravens too. Ravens, but yeah. I mean, don't be shocked. I mean, Cardinals were the same way when they came. You know, Cowboys came off a good, dominating win, went into Arizona, and well, we don't have to go any further. Uh, I can go pencil in the Chiefs here. Chiefs Broncos. So I just write the C down to the Chiefs. I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's it's Bengals at Niners. That's a really good game, and I really it's going to be an inch. <sighs> I'm taking the Bengals because I mean, Purdy might not be there, um, with, you know, in concussion protocol. Mm. Um, and not to mention, you know, he's looked, and they don't have Lance. He's looked bad. Guess who has Lance? We do. Ah. He's looked a little, t- a little, a little off the last couple weeks. I'm going to agree with you and say, but it could be, it could have been the concussion. Uh, I'm going to say Bengals. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Bengals off a of bye week. Burrow got healthier. And then I think the weirdest Sunday night football matchup here, Bears at Chargers. Um, I like to know who thought this one was a good, a good game to pick. But you know what? I picked them last week. Do it again. Take the Bears. Because <laughs> you want to pick the Chargers. Of course I am. I'm going to pick the Bears. All right. I'm going Chargers. I, I really I like Tyson Badgett. And a quick little story. I was on a cruise over the uh, over the summer. And because international waters, you can gam- I could gamble. I was 18. And uh, we was playing three-card poker. And one of the guys with my grandparents, who was a guy that would play with us throughout the week, he was a really nice guy. And I can't remember if his son went there. I think it was his son or his daughter went to Shepherd or whatever. He was affiliated. He went. He knew about the school and watched a lot of football games. And he was like, "Well," and, I, and he found out I love football. And I was like, "Yeah, you guys have." Um, uh, you know, that's right. He was wearing a Shepherd shirt. That's what it was, or a hat. He had something on. And I was like, we struck a conversation about it. And I said, "Yeah, you know, you guys have a player in the draft." He's like, "Yeah, Ty, you know, uh, Tyson Badgett." He goes, man, Tyson's a he's gonna be really good. Like he like just he has so much conviction about this guy. He played D2. He's a really good quarterback. And he's like, I really hope someone really give, gives him a good chance to play. And he goes, I really so I that's why I kind of picked him. I'm like, I didn't tell I didn't say this at the last time. That's why I'm going with the Bears. I'm like gate strategy. Gatekeep my strategy because I well it's one that you didn't have. <laughs> but I'm like, man, this guy and he's looked pretty good. You know, I think this that D two quarterback chip on the shoulder, you know, really helps. Um, you go Chargers, and then I'm gonna go Chargers. Yeah. Monday Night Football, Raiders at Lions. I mean, Dan Campbell's gonna bite some kneecaps off. I think it's gotta pissed. be a Lion bounce back game. So that is your Week Eight schedule, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a great episode here, and we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, we're talking about the Rangers leading, or heck, maybe the Hopefully Rangers winning. have won the World Series. Yeah. It is again. It is very surreal. The last two days have been a. Just uh, rewatching the game. I think I've watched it by 15, the highlights 15, 20 times at this point. Today is kind of like, okay, now it's business. Yeah. And tomorrow it's it's all business tomorrow. And I'm super pumped to, and then obviously the Cowboys on Sunday. It's been really, it's, I love how it's been Rangers, Rangers, off. Oh, look, the Cowboys. Yeah. And yeah. Then, 
And the next week, it would end on a Friday and Saturday, so no rain, no Cowboys game will be harmed, which is very good for me because um, none of my teams. That's the one. That's, that was the one weird thing was the Rangers played. Oh, what what game was it? There was a we we, we played at one point. I don't think it was the wild card game. I think we played. No, I remember it was a, it was the it was the Rays. It was the Rays. It was game two, right? That's right. No, there was yeah, game, yeah, 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 yeah. There was, no, 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 no. There was a game Monday Night Football against the Chargers, and we had a game. On Monday, remember we had, we had oh. a game on Monday. I think it was one of the ALCS games, was it? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it, no, it was game two because I went to game one in Houston and yeah. we got back that it was night. Game two. In the game two, we won. Okay, it was game and two. we got to sit back and relax and watch the Cowboys. That's right. That was the one yeah. part, like potential um, thing that could be a problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Or again, hopefully, we're announcing the Rangers are World Series champions, <laughs> or the Rangers have a decided advantage. Yes. And you could become the World Series champion. So we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Yep.